Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. Today, we're heading back to the roots of the Simple Systems with Sam podcast, and we are going to take one concept, and I'm going to teach you how you can take the simple step and apply it in home, school, and life so that you have a well-rounded, efficient system that you can always turn to. And this simple step we're going to talk about today is the MVP. And to make this make sense, before I even tell you what it is, I want to give you a little bit of a story that happened just this morning. So normally when my family and I go to church, I, being the person that I am, (laughs) um, have an entire notebook. It's all doodle pages. I live sketch note along with the sermon each week, and I select three different colors to be my palette and really inspire the theme of my notebook pages for that day. I kind of get into it. And this is one thing that I personally need to just kind of help me really soak in messages that I need to hear. I do this also when I'm at staff meetings because otherwise I would not pay attention at all. But I implement sketch noting and doodle notes into pretty much everything I do. Well, today didn't quite get to do that because I realized that once we got to church, my bag that I keep all of my stuff in, you know, I have a soccer season bag and a gymnastics bag for a while. I have my work outside the home bag. Well, I also have my church outing bag and that bag has all the things I need to do my doodle notes. And um, that wasn't in the car with us when we got there today. So I quickly need to come up with a plan because I, I have a personality where I need to actively take notes. If I'm not actively taking notes, I'm not paying attention. So what I did is I grabbed an offering envelope from the seat back in front of me and um, I broke it apart and like turned it inside out so that I could take notes. And it was funny because this still did the trick. I couldn't add fancy things. I wasn't doodling. I didn't even have three colors. I was using also the pen from the seat back in front of me, but it worked. And so this was something that I'd been thinking about. I actually had a note added to my phone earlier today about this podcast idea for the MVP, which is the minimum viable product. Because especially before the beginning of the year, I think we all go so crazy out trying to put all the pieces together. And especially coming on the heels of our unit planning series, I felt like this was a really important message to share with everyone. And that is that sometimes... You just need to do the bare minimum and it's going to be your MVP. So the minimum viable product is something that has just been around in industries for years and years. It's this idea that we can have this big, overarching, magnificent plan for a product, right? We can come up with the most extravagant cell phone technology. We can go ahead and decide that we want to build the most amazing shoe that projects holograms in front of you and changes colors with your mood and also can adjust cushioning as necessary and we can put all of the bells and whistles into it. But that's going to take a while for us to get out and to get out correctly and you're going to be losing time, energy, and resources in the meantime. So instead, you get all of the ideas out there and then you say, okay, what do I minimally need to do to make this concept start coming to life. For teachers, it's going to be, what can I minimally do to get the point across? (laughs) 
And we are going to take the minimum viable product and then build from there. Once we know that the bare minimum works, once we know we have a shoe that doesn't fall apart when people walk, then we can start adding one piece of tech at a time. We can say, okay, what about this color changing thing? Can we fit into the shoe that we know already works? Once we have the color changing shoe, then what about this color changing shoe do we know is working well and how can we modify it so that you can change maybe how the insole fits? I don't know. I'm just free product development here for anybody that owns a shoe company. And you're going to build on that basic piece. The whole point of this is that we can get stuck feeling like we're trying to reach a certain level of perfection and production and our output. But really, you need the bare bones before you can get anywhere else. And so for businesses, especially startups, they're going to have to start on ground level so that they can get some money in, so that they can keep going, they can keep working. If you are running in a factory that's just having problem after problem, then you need to go back to like, what can you barely produce right now so that you can keep income coming in? You're not losing time. You're not losing resources and then work back up to where you were. So we're going to take this idea and apply it to everything else. Let's tackle this idea first. When should you consider tackling an MVP? When do you need to take a step back from what you're doing and say, what is the bare bones that I can get away with and still make this viable? What are the bare bones that I need or need to produce to teach the lesson, to start stair-stepping towards my goal? What are the bare minimum that I can do to feel like I am comfortable and confident? Really, this is another form of minimalism, and I'd never really considered that until earlier today. What can you get away with at the very least that still gives you the outcome that you want and the outcome that you've earned from all of your effort. So where can we scale back? And when should we scale back? We should probably start scaling back if one, you're feeling completely overwhelmed and exhausted. That's a pretty dead giveaway. If you can't stop the things from running in your head, you need to stop and say, what minimally do I need to do? What's really not gonna make a difference with the outcome or goal that I'm trying to reach? And how far back can I scale it to still achieve that goal? Number two is energy, which really goes along with the stress and overwhelm, right? Maybe you are just exhausted at the end of the day. I know like those first few weeks of school, we're all going to be there. We're all just going to get home and be completely exhausted with what's going on. So does that mean that we still need to pull out a five-course meal for dinner to get our kids fed? Nope, that means we can probably scale back to the MVP, the minimum viable product. And of course, when you don't have the time, there's nothing quite like a fall activity schedule when your kids are old enough to get involved in everything. There are sports out the wazoo. Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts are picking back up. There's lessons, rehearsals, practices. You have your own events going on. There's concerts still happening. There's a lot going on and not necessarily a lot of time to get it done. This is a perfect reason to scale back to your MVP and say, what can I do that meets the goal? but doesn't take more time because I have none. What can I do that meets the goal, but doesn't take the energy that I don't have? What can I do that meets the goal, but doesn't add to my stress levels? It just accomplishes the task. So for school, especially coming off the unit planning series, I want to tackle this. One, decor. (laughs) 
As we go into our classrooms, we all want to go into decorating our classrooms. It's the space that we are going to spend a majority of our day. And our students are going to be in there messing with supplies, needing to focus, needing to work, needing to do all the things. We take a lot of pride as teachers in how our classrooms are set up. I know that I have maybe six rolls of better than bullet board paper that kind of resembles my background in my office. Um, and I plan on covering a wall or two in the space theme because that's going to make me feel good and happy. However, that is going to take my time. That's going to take a decent amount of energy. And that's also possibly going to cause a lot of stress down the line because I don't know if I'm going to get it done and everything else I need to get done in time. So what do I need to do? Well, when it comes to decor, scale back. I already suggest that you do not even touch decor until you have everything else in the classroom essential setup guide ready to go. I will link that. It's completely free in the show notes. That is kind of my minimum viable product. Where I need to start before I can start decor is there. And then when it comes to decorations, um, last year, you know what I did? I did do a lot of setup. I did have to unpack an entire classroom um, of brand new stuff and still very grateful that I had that experience. But it took a lot of time and it took a lot of energy and it was very stressful. My decor took a back burner. So I added decor throughout the year as I found little pockets of time. But I also had my students create things that decorated my room. So I had them do these personalized hexagons in the first week of school where every single student had a hexagon up on my James Webb Space Telescope wall. And then I also had them make personal crests in the second semester. And that decorated the edges of my bulletin boards and the edges of my whiteboards for the second semester. Having students create those things made a lesson plan for me, but also added color and decoration that they were proud of. When it comes to lessons and activities, we also tend to want to go above and beyond. I remember the one year I taught chem when I came up with an entire Valentine's Day themed stoichiometry lesson. I was so excited. I covered the tables in pink paper because I was not going to go buy tablecloths for this. I had little centerpieces I made for a friend's wedding out of fake flowers, and I plopped those in the middle of all the tables. I put candy around. I put up some lights. I set the tone. And then I had all these amazingly cute worksheets that went through stoichiometry practice. And they were all they were all Valentine's Day and candy themed. And you know what? <laughs> that ended up a little frustrating because I went above and beyond. I added stress. I took so much time to do all of this. And really, honestly, they would have just wanted a worksheet. They just wanted it to be any other day. And I could have typed all those things onto a Word doc and called it good. In fact, my very first year, if I scroll all the way back to having those seven preps in my first year and having like no clue what I was doing, my minimum viable product was typically, as students were in passing period to go to my class, I would outline the notes in Sharpie on a piece of paper. I had a template of Cornell notes like drawn out and I made a mass copied the template and I would plug in title, vocab words. I would add a couple little drawings. I would add a question at the bottom in Sharpie. And I copied that as they were making their way into my class and doing their warmups. That was my minimum viable product. I had that. 
Another way that I've scaled back is I pretty much don't do slides anymore. I don't create slides if I can help it because to me, that is a use of my time, energy, and a whole bunch of stress when it comes to typing specifically math into slides, not my favorite. So instead, I live write the notes up on the board with students, and that's a minimum viable product. I'm still getting them the information that they need, but I'm not having to go through extra steps. I'm just creating it right there with them. And for me, that completely works. For you, it might look like something entirely different. And in Friday's episode, I'm going to talk through how we can attach an MVP to labs and activities, because those specifically, I feel like, can get overwhelming very quickly. And then kind of the last thing I want to touch on when it comes to school is grading. It's always a hotbed topic, but it's also always one of those things where people get stressed. We kind of overcompensate with everything by putting a lot of effort into grading. And one of the great things that came out of a professional development I just did was someone had someone who teaches an upper level math class had said they read this idea somewhere that instead of grading an answer and like explaining why somebody did something wrong, you highlight where they went wrong. And then they have to kind of come back and prove to you how to do it the correct way. And I thought that that was brilliant because we spend so much time making comments trying to find errors within the work if it's not done correctly and writing out or explaining how things are happening or trying to put something down that students need to use to think deeper. And not all of them are going to go back and look through that. But we feel like it's very much necessary and part of our job to do that, which is not, I'm saying, I'm not saying that's incorrect at all. What I'm saying is maybe we leave that piece to the students. We do our job in checking their answers And letting them know where they went astray and asking them to do the rest of the work to figure out how they can fix that error. I thought that was pretty great. I also think another great way to do an MVP for grading is to not grade everything. First of all, decide what's actually important to take completion grades, but maybe spot check one or two answers or to have your students trade and grade, which does not necessarily mean that they are giving out a grade to other students, but having them highlight answers so that other students can go back and do corrections and then maybe turn in their corrected version for you to look over. There's tons of different options for how to do a minimum viable product for grading. And I just really want you to take a look when you feel overwhelmed, like you're out of energy or out of time, specifically around grading and see where you can reel it back. All right, that's plenty about school. Let's move on to home because There are so many ways that we can do this at home, but I do truly feel like the more I think about it, this is just a perfect idea of minimalism. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of all your stuff, but maybe simplify how you use your things. Let's talk about meal planning first, because I know for me, especially when that first week of school rolls around, getting my own kids dinner kind of falls pretty far down on the list because of that overwhelm energy and time factor that I'm kind of missing out on. So how can we take care of that? Well, I'm going to first look for what my my goal, my outcome is. Everyone needs food. That's really that's really the goal. Everyone just needs to have food. Now, depending on how far you want to reel this back in, you could just have a free for all. You could have snacks, you could have pancakes for dinner for like every other day. It really can be that simple. But maybe not that healthy. 
Or you can look at doing things like assigning people in your family different days of the week to cook so you don't feel like you are on the hook for all of the meals. Right now, I'm preparing for that season by like duplicating everything and creating 17 batches of extras of everything I'm making now so that that doesn't hit us later on. But I've also been trying to consider how my meal plan is going to happen during the school year and make it as easy as I can. Other ways that you might consider doing an MVP at home, one thing that I tried out and I'm still going through actually is a capsule wardrobe. I mix and match 30 pieces of clothing and it has been great. I'm taking out a lot of choices. I went very minimal in the clothes that I'm allowed to pick from from my closet, but I still have the rest of my closet there. And so having an MVP, a minimum viable product of like, I have a set number of outfits I could possibly pick from. Great. Minimum viable product on like my skincare has been, well, I've got a makeup removing wipe. That's all I can handle right now. That's going to be good enough. And when MVP comes to my own kids at home, a lot of the time when it comes to arts and crafts time, it's like spending 25 minutes tearing apart our entire coloring book section so that they can pick out one thing that they want. You know what the MVP is about to be when school starts? We're going to do directed drawings off of YouTube and blank paper is it. I am not going to be going and searching for that one dragon picture or printing one off the internet. I'm going to kind of really limit what they're doing. Really anywhere in your home that you feel like is overwhelming you or stressing you out, you can go ahead and say, what is the MVP? What can maybe if it's too much stuff that's just getting out and all over the place, what can you pack away for now in a season that can go and be put in the basement in a storage bin? so that you don't have to think about it, look at it, or even pretend like you're going to use it. What's the MVP of what you can get away with like when it comes to cleaning your house and maintaining that? Maybe it's investing in a cleaning lady, which is still one of the best things that we've ever done. We let her off this summer, and that has been noticeable. (laughs) So right now, I need to come up with an MVP plan to get us through until she comes back, and that's going to require me maybe doing only one thing a day. Maybe it's when I'm in the bathroom, I have to clean the bathroom. It's when I'm it's when I'm heating something up in the microwave that I have to go through and wipe all of my counters down. It's actually probably running the Roomba. I, I don't know why we don't do that more often. Actually, I do. The kids are afraid of it, but that's okay. And in your personal life, the minimum viable product can look like a lot of different things. This is more goal-oriented. What types of things are you working towards? And if it's stressing you out or if it's not really benefiting you right now in the stage of life to go 100% hardcore, what's the smallest step that you can do to work towards that habit, towards that goal, or towards that experience that you're having? For example, if you are trying to get in shape and work out, <laughs> something I've been working on for a while now, then maybe your goal is to run a half marathon. But the minimum viable product right now, because everybody's at home and things are busy, is that you just find five minutes to do some sort of like resistance training. If your goal is to wake up at 5 a.m., which is also something that I've been like very slowly inching towards, right now my minimum viable product is just if I wake up in the 5 a.m. hour. That's it. I'm still working on that. That is my minimum but it's going to get me closer and closer to actually reaching that 5 a.m. goal. And sometimes the minimum viable product is just cutting things out of your day. Where can you cut from your calendar so that you don't feel stressed, short on time, or short on energy? Or where can you combine the things on your calendar 
to make sure you have more time, more energy, and less stress. This does come back to pretty much how minimal can you go while still reaching your goal? What is the base of the goal? If the minimum goal is that your students look into researching a topic and just tell you that they've moved steps in that direction, write up a quick Google Doc to share with them. Nothing fancy, just a quick bolded outline that they can then add to. If your minimum goal for feeling like your house is back in order is that you make the bed every day, make the bed every day. That can be a huge step in the right direction. If your minimum goal for feeling like you're being healthier is just tracking your calories, do that. Don't even worry if you go over, just track them. This just the act of doing that is a minimum goal and it's going to get you in the right direction. Every single step steps you the way you need to go. Start with the minimum viable product and work your way up. Once you have that first step, then the next one can come along, but at least you're higher up than you were before. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at Engineer Does Education so we can build a simple system together.